0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I am Joe Cook. Today, I got Justin Wells with me, and we are going to preview the recruiting side of the Texas versus Alabama game this Saturday with a high-profile team, the highest-profile team coming to Austin. Uh, A lot of the top recruits in Texas and commitments to Texas want to see the action live for themselves. So there's a lot of players coming into town this weekend who uh, we definitely need to talk about We'll go over a little bit of the history of number one teams playing in Austin, uh, and also the history of a Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, also coming to Austin. So, Justin, one more night in uh, where you're at, and then you're you're kind of moving a little bit around East Texas this weekend, aren't you? Yes, sir. I'm. I'm. Uh, we're actually moving into a new place
1: uh, when we get done with this video and I post some of my content. Uh, got everything boxed up. and 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 packed up last night and we're prepared and just to give the 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 the, the viewers a, a little um sneak peek i will have a completely different background uh in our next videos it will be completely different it will look almost as cool as joe's not as quite aesthetic but definitely i've got a theme i think i'm going with and so I'm excited about that. And I know Bobby is because he's tired of uh, talking to me. And that sounds like one of those Dateline guys where it like covers the, the voice, the face and all you hear is the voiceover. So I know Bobby's going to be excited as well, but man, I, I'm, I'm just ready. There's so much good stuff. We got a lot of good stuff at inside Texas today. We got a lot of stuff tomorrow. And like you said, number one, Alabama is coming to town. And so a lot of going on in the next 48, 72 hours in Austin, Joe. And, and, uh, Inside Texas is where you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So over at Inside Texas, we got the list of a bunch of the guys who are making it into town for both official visits and unofficial visits. Um, it's not just football. Uh, men's basketball is a big weekend. Baseball is hosting a bunch of recruits. I got to talk to David Pierce yesterday. You know, everybody eats when it comes to big football games, but uh, the big the big meal, obviously, is the football recruits. Uh, And one of the biggest remaining targets, at least for Texas, uh, and for a lot of teams around the country, is we'll start at the top with a five-star, Deuce Robinson from Phoenix, Arizona, Pinnacle High School. It's kind of interesting. Texas already has two tight ends in the class, one in Will Randall, uh, Arch Manning's teammate. Another, Spencer Shannon uh, from Modern Day in California, but they're still after... Deuce Robinson, uh, I think that's, uh, that may be uh, Spencer Rattler's high school, if I remember correctly, uh, one of the best five-star tight end talents in the country, and going through his official visit process, and Texas is next up on the list.
1: You know, Deuce Robinson is the type of recruitment that I tell my my, my buddies that are Texas fans, you know, that's house money, like, there, there should be no expectations with this recruitment with Deuce Robinson. Not not because Texas has two Texas uh, tight end commits in this class, and generally you don't take more than two, and not because he's you know an out of state kid, which is it's something you have to you know pay attention to out in Arizona because Texas has had some some success with actually with tight ends <laughs> in, in Arizona among other players, and so the thing you have to understand about Deuce Robinson is one he's a USC lean, he he grew up loving USC. They've got a, he's got a good relationship with the Trojan staff and Lincoln Riley and those guys, but he can't stop talking about Texas. When you interview him, he mentions Texas. When you ask him who are schools he's really interested in, he continues to ask Texas and he continues to build a relationship with Jeff Banks. And if any, you know, for, for the novice recruiting fan, Jeff Banks is one of the best recruiters in the country, period. I mean, he's one of the highest paid recruiting coordinators that's on a staff. Period. Like this guy is, is is as good as it gets. And so you recruited Deuce Robinson simply because he's one of the best in the country. Well, you only have, you already have two guys in the class. It doesn't matter. Anytime you can add a five-star talent at any position at any time you bring him in, even if you don't think you have a shot, you bring him in and, and Deuce Robinson's, you know, he's, he's going to see Austin Texas and he's going to see a big atmosphere and crowd and and the environment it's going to be early it's going to be rowdy that's a good thing arch manning you know he wants to catch passes from a big time talent whether it be arch manning or malachi nelson or 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 any of those big name guys and so i like that texas they may not have a puncher's chance with deuce robinson but they're throwing hands they're trying to get this guy in the mix because sark has one goal stack talent on this roster until it's his in three or four years he has to continue to stack talent and that's what this recruitment is with deuce robinson stay in the mix
0: give it your best shot you never know what's going to happen come national signing day so we'll stay out of state with this one uh tasili akana uh, an edge rusher who was in hawaii but since moved to utah Uh, A little family connection here uh, for Texas. And this is not Akana's first visit, I believe, to Austin. Um, But his sister is currently on Jared Elliott's volleyball team, uh, a transfer from Nebraska. Akana's been all over the country. He's going to continue to go all over the country. uh, But he has fits a a very certain need uh, at the edge position for the Texas Longhorns. And you know, after uh, gaining and, and missing some guys this cycle, he proves to be a very important part of the recruiting process here for Pete Kwiatkowski and Bo Davis and that defense. Every
1: fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we had a, an update on Tassili Akana at Inside Texas yesterday in our Wednesday recruiting intel. Uh, that relationship continues to, 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 to progress, Joe. You know, there's a lot of schools in the mix because Akana is kind of a throwback of sorts. You know, what he may not be able to impress you with at a combine or with a 40 time or a a bench max, he makes up with being a old school football player. This is a kid that just pins his ears back and, and, and tries to bring pain and he does it. Uh, there's a lot of things you mentioned his sister on you know being being a volleyball player she transferred this last offseason into Texas and it, it, the funniest thing I know about Tassili Akana is that he texts me at 12:30 at night when I was in downtown Austin to tell me his sister was going to be transferring to to Texas and I was with Eric Nolene our our, our 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 leader our publisher we, I was with him at the time and he looked at me like why is the kid texting you in the middle of the night about transferring? And so, ever since then, we thought, you know what? Texas might actually be in this. And then his best friend, Leo, or one of his best friends growing up, Leona Lafau a linebacker out of Hawaii, commits to Texas a couple months later. So, when you look at Econ, look at data points. And it really favors Texas right now, not saying they're the leader or or they're in the pole position, but there's a lot of little data points that really add up for Texas. USC is in this. BYU is in this. Utah is in this. Oregon is in this. Nebraska thought they were in it, but probably not anymore. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where Texas kind of makes the most sense and so uh, after catching up with that, with that group a couple of days ago, that relationship continues to grow, to grow. He's going to get to come in. I believe he's going to get to watch his sister. I don't know for sure, but I think he may be able to see his sister uh, play. I want to say that he w- they told me maybe it was Friday, but, but I'm not, I'm not positive at the end of the day though, he's coming back. This is a big position of need. They've hit a lot in recruiting in the last two years, Joe, they have Sark and those guys have been tremendous but edge is a spot where they can't really miss a whole lot of guys because of the need for that pass rush and, and that presence on the defensive side. And so I love where they are with Akana right now. I think this official visit can really solidify their standing.
0: Yeah. They've, they, as far as the edges go, they've got Darian Gillette right now. He's pretty multiple in what he can do, uh, but Akana, he fits right into that edge position and he'd be big, uh, especially with the guys they've added in. Um, in addition to those two, there's a lot of, uno- there's a few unofficials. Uh, Marcus Deal we had as a maybe. Uh, Jerry Hamilton posted today, he's coming in. Warren Robinson, recent offer at safety. Uh, he's coming in. A lot of commits. Connor Stroh, Trevor Goosby, Andre Kojo, Samaje Burrell, Ryan Niblett, Jamel Johnson, Darian Galette. a lot of The Texas commits are making their way into town, but it's going to be an interesting weekend for wide receiver recruiting. Now that you're going to have Jalen Hale, not only on his official visit, but seeing Alabama play for the second time in two weeks, he's coming into town. And then also Michael Harrison pilot from temple, a player who probably profiles to wide receiver is going to, at least at this juncture, it seems like he's going to take the process uh for you know take it through as close to signing day as he can it's a big receiver recruiting weekend in Austin at least for the 2023 class
1: yeah there's there's been a lot of movement in the receiver recruiting department in the last three or four days a lot of movement I kind of started Friday night and carried over into Alabama's official visit with Jalen Hell uh to kind of get everybody lined up on, on on what's the the current spot Texas was in a tremendous position with Jalen Hill for at least the last few months. He's built a great relationship with Steve Sarkeesian, with, with Brendan Marion, with Chris Gilbert, with Jeff Banks. Um, but even more, he's gotten cl- really close to Jontae Cook, wide receiver commit out of DeSoto, Arch Manning, obviously, uh, and, and a handful of other recruits. He's close to Aaron Hampton, the 2024 uh, Texas commit out of Dangerfield, about an hour and a half past Longview. And so, But at the end of the day, we've learned some new things about the hell recruitment. One, NIL matters. You know, if you ask Jalen, you know, how much is NIL going to affect your recruitment? He's going to tell you very little to none. Uh, But behind the scenes, with people that are closest to hell, it matters a lot. And so that's going to be interesting because Alabama really moved the needle, Joe, last weekend. And that's just what they do. When Nick Saban prioritizes a guy – You are literally recruiting basically with your hands tied behind your back. It's it's a tough, tough uh, hill to climb. And so right now I feel like Alabama has put themselves in the best position for that recruitment. Texas has to, they're going to have to wow him. Now listen, they don't have to overdo it. This is a kid that really likes uh, the offensive system. I've asked him, what's the best offense you think you see yourself in in college? And he said, Texas. He says they they find mismatches everywhere. Those receivers are always productive. They always have great quarterbacks. I think he really, really likes Texas. But I think there's some influences around him that are going to be pushing NIL more so. And so it's going to be up to Texas to match that. It's going to be up Texas to to see what they can present for that family. And don't forget, when he leaves on Sunday evening, he still has another official visit, which is next weekend in College Station. For the the Miami Texas A and M game, and let me tell you, whatever NIL is offered to him uh, from Alabama and or Texas, the, the, the people surrounding that AM A and M is going to try to top it. So this recruitment may be really in you know getting into it because he's got a decision on September 21st. If hell doesn't happen for Texas, there's some contingencies, and I don't want to say that Michael Harrison pilot is a contingency because I think he is an outstanding prospect. Whether it's wide receiver, whether it's DB, it doesn't matter. This is a guy that plays multi sports. He's forty-seven offers over the last two and a half years, Joe. From everybody, and the only place I don't think he was offered was out of the country, probably Oxford. Everybody offered this dude, and so that's a guy you want to pay attention to. And then also, I'm going to slip this name in. He's not coming in this weekend but keep him on your radar. Lucas Lovejoy wide receiver Kyle Parker. He's, co- he's currently committed to LSU. He came to, He's visited Texas many times. He was offered during their, their junior day in late January, early February. You and I were there covering it. Um, he loves Texas. He grew up loving Texas. And so if Jalen Hale doesn't work or if Michael Harrison pilot doesn't fit in look for Kyle Parker look for for Brendan Marion and those guys to push Kyle Parker uh, to see if they can get him on campus again and, and possibly uh, you know lean off of that that, that 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 LSU commitment. So like you said, wide receiver recruitment there's a lot of a lot of things going on over the next few days and we might see some clarity hopefully by the end of the, the weekend and, and going into next week.
0: Lots of recruits coming in We don't have well there's a lot of 2024s coming in as well. Uh, We'll skip, maybe not skip that, but encourage everybody to go to Inside Texas to see, you know, the list of guys who are making it in. If there's one 2024, who's the one that stands out to you most from this list? I I know your answer. Yep. Micah Micah Hudson.
1: Now listen, Micah Hudson's 1A. Michael Uni is 1B. The number two offensive tackle in the nation is at Copper's Cove, Texas. Kyle Flood has already established a really good relationship with this kid and his family. Alabama, LSU, Georgia. Those are the other three schools that have already really pushed their chips to the table. This is a ready made. If you thought Kelvin Banks looked incredible in high school, look up Michael Uni, the six foot six, 295 pound left tackle out of copper scope. He'll be there as well. So 1A, Micah Hudson, best receiver in the state. 1B, Michael Uni,
0: one of the top tackles in the country. I love it. All right. So, but the reason all these recruits are coming in, coming into town, say to see Texas play, but B to see the number one team in the country play in Austin. And very often it's it's been the Longhorns who've been the number one team in the country. Uh, only two times prior to this weekend, at least in the AP poll, has the number one team visited Austin. I think Texas's game note said in 1950, SMU came to town. Uh, and in 2006, a game you and I both remember—you uh, know, first season after the national championship game. Number one, Ohio State heads to Austin, and there was—I remember there were so many different storylines about that game. You know, Colt taking over for Vince after you know a battle with Jevon Snead. Uh, some of the players from that 2005 team still trying to you know make their impact felt uh, again. Um, 2006, obviously, that was the year after for Ohio State, and I I don't – I think that was the year that they went to uh, – they, they, they went to the National Championship, lost to Florida, but I think uh, the year prior they played Brady Quinn in the Fiesta Bowl, if I feel right, if I remember right. Um, so you have Troy Smith, you know, who after for some reason they played Justin Zwick. Troy Smith had the quarterback job. They come to town as the number one team. Texas is all excited. The, the Ohio State band comes with their wool uniforms, the full force of them. The first game, uh, or either the first or second game, since they started construction on the north end zone, remember it used to be looping all the way back with all that grass, and then they knocked that down to build what's there now. There was a lot going on, um, and, you know, as we – it's kind of interesting. We'll see here, that's another case of a Heisman Trophy – Campaign basically starting in Austin or taking a stop through Austin with what Troy Smith was able to do that day.
1: You know that was, it was a fun game. It was one that you found on your schedule a couple of years before. You know how they always do the schedules four or five, and you saw Ohio State come into Texas, and it was perfect. It actually made the cover of Sports Illustrated uh, after the, at the game. there was Ted Ginn's catch over his shoulder. Uh, Texas was number two at the time. They're not number two coming in this Sunday. This is a drastically different bunch that they're going to be, you know, throwing out there, but there's a lot of similarities. It, you know, it was Colt McCoy's second game. This is going to be Quinn Ewer's second game. It was a lot of uh, guys, like you said, from from the 05 team that were coming into 06 that, you know, there was still a, a strong, that may have been the better O-line. Colt actually had a better O-line in 06 than Vince had in 05. And you still had the tailback triumph of, of, of Jamal Charles and, and, and those guys. But the thing I remember the most, it was the first time I'd ever seen LeBron James in person because he was at the game. Um, and I also remember one major hiccup the week before the game. Two of Texas starters were suspended because of, 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 of getting in trouble with the law. And let's just say Terrell Brown was one of them. And to, taking Terrell Brown out of that secondary Ohio State was licking their chops, man, because it wind up shifting a lot of guys around. And this guy named Anthony Gonzalez was born on that day. And it probably turned what helped turn him into an NFL receiver. Um, and then, of course, James Laranadas, son of, of one of the former big time uh, wrestling legends. He, he made he had a pick of Colt McCoy early in the second half. And so I will say this. It's the best atmosphere at DKR i would ever seen. It was the largest game ever played, the most attended game in the state of Texas ever at the time. There was so much to it. Um, and there was, but you know what's funny? There was about as much hope in winning that game as there was in winning this Saturdays. It, it's not that people didn't, want, you know, have, a, have faith, but it was a, there was a realistic tinge to it. And like you said, Troy Smith started his Heisman campaign that year. That's the year Troy Smith won the Heisman, as a matter of fact. They just ran into a buzzsaw of a dual threat quarterback named Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, who went on to do a few things down in Florida. And so I, I I'm excited. I know you are, I, you know, I, I'm a little jealous, you know, because uh, for inside Texas fans, I used to cover games and now Joe cook He's our, he's our leader. He's the guy that goes and gets to cover those games. That's going to be a lot of fun, man, that game, that atmosphere, you just hope kind of Texas keeps it close. And so, but, yeah, there's a lot of comparison, a lot of similarities from that 2006 game. And, whew, you know, uh, a lot can happen between now and then, Joe. And, you know, maybe Will Anderson and Dallas Turner oversleep. Like, you know, you don't know, like their alarm might go off or the bus could break down just for that side of the defensive line before they get to the stadium. That I mean, there's something. so many things that could help Texas – it's going to be fun, man. And, and and I know you're excited and I can't wait to to be up early on, on, on Saturday morning. And no matter the outcome, let's have fun and get crazy.
0: It, it's going to be. And one of the other things, yeah, you mentioned Troy Smith. That's where his Heisman campaign started. And I just kind of look back through some of the records. There's been a lot of at least since 1989, a lot of Heisman campaigns have gone through Austin or through Texas so 89 you got Andre Ware uh keep keep going there 94 Rashawn Salam played in Austin Colorado Uh, of course 1998 Ricky Williams uh 2001 the Longhorns I think they played Eric Crouch in Nebraska Uh, maybe they missed him that year Uh, no they they did they did they got him okay but that's an Eric Crouch team that did not uh make it no they they didn't play them that year they didn't play they played, they played the eric's crouch bunch in the big 12 championship in
1: 2000 that 2001 is when they were rotating the schedules between the divisions and i don't know if nebraska was on the docket for that year. they
0: didn't they didn't get in nebraska in uh they got called twice yeah uh but you know a couple years later they get jason white of course they played matt Leiner and reggie bush they played troy smith play sam bradford they played the newly crowned Heisman winner and in Mark Ingram. They play go. RG3, you know, they play Baker. We can go full
1: circle with that Mark Ingram one right there because the last time these two teams played, there's been a drastic carryover from then to now. And I think that's a fascinating angle of a
0: story. And then, you know, 17, 18, 19, they played three straight Heisman winners. So, you know, the, Texas has had a lot of experience with. Heisman campaigns going through them, uh, sometimes in Austin, but I don't think there's ever been a situation like this just because of the way the award typically works and who it's gone to in recent years where the Heisman trophy winner is coming back and coming to Austin. And, you know, we we've spoken so much over the off season about Quinn Ewers and all the potential and his arm ability. Bryce Young shows a lot of what people think Quinn Ewers will be. they are different sizes. They do have different styles, but what Bryce Young is able to do, I mean, there's a reason he won the Heisman last year. Um, there's a reason he's going to be near the top of draft boards, uh, no matter what his size is, just because of how good he is at playing the game.
1: Joe, you, you nailed it. You know, Bryce Young, I was fortunate enough to, to – to, I got to know him a little bit during his recruitment because if you remember, Texas and, and Tim Beck and Tom Herman were were – actually built a pretty good relationship with Bryce Young. Uh, He had committed, I believe, to USC at the time, and it was kind of known that he was a hometown guy and he wanted to stay there. And, of course, Nick Saban calls in late and makes the flip, and that's just how that works. But what's crazy, and, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but, you know, I was looking up some stuff on Alabama. Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy last year, okay, with the 79th rated pass blocking scheme. That offensive line was actually not as good as people thought last year. And and maybe that's what happened with the George, what happened, they got wore down against Georgia on top of the injuries. Regardless, Bryce Young's coming back with a better line. They've got it, they filled in a lot of those spots. That offensive line's going to be better. And so, you know, I got to meet Bryce again at the Manning Passing Academy uh, back in, in late June. And the thing you notice about Bryce is, one, he's incredibly humble. He kind of gives off a Bijan Robinson vibe. This is a guy that does not get caught up in himself or the hype. He is a very low-key kid. Two, he is not very big at all. Like, he's kind of frail and tiny. In the past, you would see that kind of quarterback and think, man, he's going to get crushed. He's going to get destroyed. Uh, He manages. And also, he's got gigantic hands. And he spins that ball about as effortlessly as I've seen. And so Alabama's coming, they're coming. And, you know, like I've said before, they're coming and they're bringing hell with them. I'll say this, they don't have the five-star guys, the, the, the super, super talented guys on offense like they used to have. There's no Julio Jones or, or Jerry Judy or Jalen Waddell. If anything, they've had to go into the portal to find starters. Like last year, they went in there to get Jamison Williams as a starter. This year, they went in there twice Defined starters, I believe Jermaine Burton came over from Georgia. And then uh, Harold, uh, the, the leading receiver from Louisville, came over. And so you don't have that superstar receiver or superstar tailback. Jamari Gibbs is a great running back. They've got a young kid and Jace McClellan out of Alito. He's a good back. And then they've got the true freshman out of East Texas, Jamari Miller, who's going to see carries as well. But it's it's funny. They don't have those big-time weapons on offense like they used to have. But they've got the quarterback, and he he balances that out because when they did have those guys, you had the AJ McCarrons, you had the Mac Jones, you had the Jacob Coker transferring in, and so I think they kind of traded, swapped a little bit, but always, you know, when when you, when you have a dominating quarterback, that always gives you an advantage, and so I, I, I'm curious to see how the defense is going to handle bryce young i'm curious to see how they're going to spy him we, we, we have a round table that we're going to post here uh over the next day or two that really goes in you know we, we all talk about that about kind of the kind of effect it's going to have and so again you got to give bryce young you got to tip his hat he is such a good dude he, him and Savin have this good rapport to him he's very low-key he's very humble and man he's a guy that beats you up and down on saturday and then you want to shake his hand after the game
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be impressive. You know, a couple things. It, talking about his size, probably close to Kyler's size. And I think there's some similarity. Kyler was a little shorter than the 5'11". Bryce right. is a today. little taller, but and not near as thick. Like, right. Kyler was a lot thicker. Right. But, I mean. But they're similar. You're right. They're, they're similar. They're, they're mobile. I don't think he, Bryce is as mobile as Kyler was, but, no, you know, they've no. got arm strength, arm ability, big hands. You know, these are guys who are good quarterbacks. And the way I've kind of been describing this Alabama team is, yeah, it may not have this superstar skill talent all over the place. Like it has, I mean, not to say that it's bad because it's still great. This team has like a super high level of competency and even like great play at every position. I don't know if they've got like a Devonta Smith guy. Maybe the only guy like that is Bryce Young and if you're going to have that, at least on offense, you have like one in Bryce Young, one in Will Anderson, and then just really, really good everywhere else. But I don't think they have just like these, you know, when they had the four receivers like they had or, or stuff like that. Right, and right. Harris, Like there's, there's a couple of those world beaters, but it's not just a roster full of them, but it's still a strong roster, the strongest in, in no college question. football. So, but he's the guy that makes it go. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch uh, just because you know, <laughs> a lot of Heisman campaigns, like I said, they go through Austin. Some started in Austin. I think uh Joe Burrows definitely did. Uh he it's should called. mail a letter. He should mail a letter of thanks to to Todd Orlando for, for that one. Uh but you know and he it, can it, sign it at zero blitz on third and seventeen. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's 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 historic in a lot of different ways. The number one team visiting, you know, I, I would guess that if Texas has the most number one matchups they have probably are against Oklahoma. So they're never in, in Austin. Um, Unless Texas is ranked number one, which I haven't been in a while, you know, the, the big 12 and the Southwest conference hasn't been filled with a ton of teams that reached that number one threshold. Maybe the Aggies got close, maybe Arkansas got close a few times, but you know, and then, Uh, nebraska uh, a few times but they never really coincided at a time when it all worked out to where they're coming to austin and that's that's really exciting so justin what game are you going to tonight you and uh you're you're commiserating with the enemy a little bit right with with bama online's joe hastings yeah actually yeah (laughs) So I, I won't have a game tonight. I
1: have, um, but we have Joseph Hastings, our, our on three correspondent that covers Alabama, does a tremendous job over there for the Alabama site. Please give those guys some love, I, I, you know, Clint Lamb and all those and all those guys, Andrew Bone, they do a tremendous job. But, no, I, I helped Joseph a little bit. He's flying into Dallas today. He's going to go see Malik Muhammad at South Oak Cliff. I reported yesterday that I feel like Malik, is, a source is telling me he's going to take an official to Alabama in early October. And just, just to be – you're a Texas recruiting fan, pay attention to it because Saban's prioritizing him. Then he's going to swing by Duncanville and check out Colin Simmons. Uh, Colin Simmons told Inside Texas yesterday he's not going to be able to make it to the game this weekend. Previously, he thought he would, but he's not. And then he's coming to Tyler. He's coming to, to, to watch Longview play Tyler Legacy. There are two top uncommitted guys in that game Jalen Hale from Longview, Jordan Reynolds from Tyler Legacy. Both I feel like are, are Alabama's in a great spot for. Us, so he's going to, I'm trying, I, I've kind of helped him out getting all those things finagled. And then tomorrow, I'm heading up to Red Oak and I'm going to go watch the, the brand new offer, Warren Roberson. From, from, from Red Oak. And listen, Red Oak's got some dudes. Taz Williams, remember that name, 2025 athlete. Uh, that's another guy that's outstanding. I really want to see Roberson in person. I think this was a good evaluation. I think this was a good offer. And then I get to see Micah Hudson. Anytime I get an opportunity to go to Lake Belton or, or watch them play, I'm gonna go watch Micah Hudson. He plays football effortlessly. This is a kid that just does everything so smooth so easy and he's one of the most humble kids I I call him the Brandon Jones 2.0 this is one of the most polite nice kids you can imagine and Joe every program needs a kid like that and I love that Texas is getting him on campus the very next day because like we've reported it took a little while for that relationship to kind of start to, to build and now Marion's doing a great job of, of, of catching up with that and, and making sure they're on the same page. And Micah Hudson's wide open right now. Uh, and so that's a good thing to, to kind of solidify that. So I get to go watch those two boys uh, play on, uh, play on Friday night. And then uh, I'll be back late, 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 Friday. And that's when I, and that's when we, we, we get ready. Uh, it, you know, six, six 30 come Saturday morning, brother. It's getting real.
0: Yeah. I'm probably going to be out the door at six 30. I don't even want to mess with, all the different variations of traffic that's going to be there. So, all right, but I'm excited. It's only a couple days away. And then, honestly, there's part of me that's looking forward to getting past the whole Bama thing, but got to let it get here when it gets here and enjoy it while it's here. So I want to I add one quick note. When, when Texas gets
1: past this Bama game, and they will, and, and hopefully everybody comes out healthy and, it, and it's a good event, do not sleep on this UTSA team. Joe, they are good, and they are dynamic. And I believe Ian Boyd, when he says those big guys can wear them down, and we'll talk about that next Thursday. But one quick thing. I was wrong. Texas covered. You told me Texas was going to cover, and I told you. I didn't think they would, and I was wrong. So before we leave, is Texas covering this game? What's the line, 20 and a half right now?
0: Yeah, I don't see it happening.
1: I don't see it happening either. So we'll revisit that next Thursday morning.
0: Sounds good to me. All right, for Justin Wells, always make sure you take care and look at our stuff on InsideTexas.com. Follow Justin at JustinWells2424 on Twitter. Best recruiting coverage, best team coverage, best everything. You can get a free seven-day trial right now. Uh, Please subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at JosephCook89. And thank you for watching On Texas Football. Be sure to like the video, subscribe, have notifications on, and You won't miss any of the daily video content Bobby Burton and I offer and all of us at Inside Texas offer. So thanks again for watching. Uh, Justin, uh, enjoy your weekend.